This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Spot market unleaded gas traded a nickel higher than spot ethanol. So that means that the price structure is healing. That doesn't mean that the ethanol industry will turn back on, but it should help get them profitable. When they shut a plant down and they sell their core, they are not going to turn that plant back on right away. Many plants are so financially impaired that they will have to recapitalize one way or the other. They're still waiting on help from Washington. They need about $2.5 billion and were not included in the COVID-19 aid. There will be further downward revisions in weighed ethanol crush estimates. What we really need is for RFS policy to get put back on track. Good to excellent corn condition ratings improved 1% from last week to 71%. That compares to 56% good to excellent last year. Iowa, Minnesota have one heck of a corn crop in June. Hope that it is still there in October. I put less weight on condition ratings. Last week, just 26% of corn in Colorado was rated good to excellent, which was off 26%. This week, that improved 8% to 36%. There has to be a story why Colorado corn ratings are so volatile. We have the subsoil moisture to get us through pollination here unless heat stress builds. The forecast is not that hot, and there is more rain in it. At present, we are on a path to an above-trend line yield. The trade will be thinking ahead to the USDA planted acreage report next Tuesday. Do lower fertilizer prices mean that farmers planted less corn? Typically, when farmers plant early, they plant more corn. I doubt that will be the case this year, but they may not have planted less either. I was reminded that not everyone had 85% crop revenue coverage, and there were places where planting lagged on the tail end, that when prices plunged, some acres went to soybeans. There is prevent plant in North Dakota, where there is 4 to 5 million acres of prevent plants somewhere every year. And this year, a couple million acres are identified as being in that state. Next week's acreage report will be one of the last opportunities for a bullish surprise for corn. One other last opportunity comes from China buying our corn. Would it have to be certified COVID-19 free? The yield potential is high enough, even a small acreage reduction in purchase of 5 million metric tons of corn by China would not be enough to nix a further increase in the 2020-21 corn carryover. We have recommended that rallies as seen be used to clean out bins of old crop. 96% of soybeans are in, with most left being the equivalent of double crop in Missouri. Good to excellent soybean crop condition ratings fell 2%, but we're still 70%, compared to 54% last year. The greatest deterioration was in the northeast corn belt. I've never seen a better soybean crop on June 23rd where we are at. There are likely to be more soybean acres in the planted acreage report gaining from corn and cotton. I think that USDA trend line yield will be too low, and the acreage report next week should find more planted soybean acres. That adds up to a larger supply. Currently, USDA forecasts a year-over-year decline in the soybean carryover. More acres in an above trend line yield could nix that. China needs to keep on buying to support the soybean market. China always gets bashed during U.S. political campaigns and was used to that. This time it is particularly brutal. Listening to Trump economic advisor Peter Navarro, they murdered 100,000 Americans, and one would think that the only recourse left open to us is to declare war on China. It will be a very uncomfortable few months for U.S.-China relations. 
Trouble with COVID-19 free licenses being demanded by China is the new bugaboo. On hogs, China is reportedly going ahead with its demand that U.S. meat exporters certify that the product is COVID-19 free. Unless this is reversed, it would be kicking the industry while it is down. Given problems with domestic demand, the industry needs exports more than ever. The shot across the bow fired by China at the Tyson chicken plant was also duly noted and could hit the pork industry. Any plant that has a flare-up of COVID-19 positives is likely to get blackballed by China. They are testing our pork imports for COVID-19 right now, so the results should not take long. Any virus they find should be dead after the long trip and no risk. We sure hope they feel that way. There can be many reasons for this action by China, like getting bashed in the head by the Trump campaign every day. I think that all they are trying to do is buy time avoiding more tariffs. Pork and cold storage fell 26% in May. That requires a little head scratching. I was told that large frozen stocks of pork were no issue because such storage was preparation for export. If so, then the sharp reduction could be interpreted as export slowing. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.